Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to an early edition of the Humanity Matters Show. I am your host, Philip Fletcher, and today we are doing Ask Dr. Phil. This is an opportunity for me to respond to emails, questions that I have received, but also if you've got a question, right, it could be on anything, faith, philosophy, philosophy, leadership, social issues, anything that's going on in regards to sports, politics, comic books, movies, all that kind of good stuff. You know, just lighthearted type questions. I want to take those as well, as well as the hard ones. So, hey, shoot me a question in the comment section. And if you ask me a question, right, and I read it, I'm going to give you a swag bag today. So if you show up, I'm at Round Mountain Coffee today from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. And so if you come here and ask me a question, I'll make sure to give you your gift directly. Or if you ask me a question in the comment section, I will take that question and then I will hit you up to get your address. And I will personally bring this gift to you because I want to be generous. If you have followed me for any period of time, you know, I like to end this show with be love, be kind, be generous and be courageous. So I think it's very important for us to practice uh, generosity because in doing so, it's a level of humility, uh, but it's also an opportunity to be charitable to individuals. Uh, Here's the other thing, just as a note, I am using uh, Wi-Fi, so maybe a little uh, sketchy and spotty, but nonetheless, hey, be patient with me. Hey, share this, put tag somebody, Uh, who may want to ask me a question, anything like that, I would uh, be grateful and I will take their question again. All right. So just a couple of things. If you have not connected with me before, you can connect with me on any of my social media, whether that is Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, put in my name, Humanity Matters, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, you can go over to my website, philipfletcher.org. If you're not a video person, you can find this whole this show and others like it on my podcast. Just go over wherever you get anchor.fm or Spotify, Google, uh, your Apple podcast. Just put in the name Humanity Matters. You'll see my face, right? And subscribe there. And you can listen to previous shows to include uh, Humanity Matters one-on-one, those personal sit-down interviews that I have with a variety of different people. So... Coming up on Wednesday, November 10th, all right, I've been talking about this, is your opportunity to support Hope Village. Hope Village is uh, the initiative that uh, my nonprofit has got going on to provide small homes for individuals here in Conway, Arkansas, who are experiencing homelessness. And that's for individuals, families, and veterans. I'm a veteran myself, right? So we are in the midst of our building project right now, we still got funds to raise. You know, this is not done for free. This is done because we've got skilled individuals who've got the intellect and the hands to be able to build these houses. But we also need money, right? So this is your opportunity to support by attending this comedy show. If you live in 
Conway or the surrounding area, Little Rock. Heck, if you live in Fayetteville, drive down. It's Veterans Day the next day, right? You may have a holiday, so come on down, 7 p.m. Here, Bob Smiley gives some great comedy. Uh, Jeff Standridge, he is going to be the MC for that night. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of presentation stuff, but come here. Some great humor. Thank you to our sponsors, Think Coffee. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, Ferguson Realty, Chick-fil-A, and others. And thank you to UCA Reynolds Performance Hall. Where can you get those tickets? Hey, you can get the tickets for the comedy show. Just go to uca.universitytickets.com, and you can purchase your tickets. And it's family-friendly. Bring your youth group. If you don't go to religious group, just bring your family, right? Bring your veterans group. Bring your whole political campaign. I don't care, right? But let's try to pack this place out to support a good cause, to do something new in Conway, to provide, what's going on, Luke? To provide uh, housing for the homeless here in Conway. And hopefully it can be something that's spread. So go to that website, uca.universitytickets.com, or you can go to the Hope Village Coho website as well, and it'll take you to the place that you can purchase tickets so appreciate y'all very much all righty so again this is ask dr phil so if you show up to round mountain right between now and six o'clock hey ask me a question i got a gift for you pull out a good stuff over here right i want to be generous or if you ask me a question as well online whether facebook live or on youtube has to happen right now right I will deliver the gift to you as well. All right. So let's get to some questions. Okay. So our uh, first question comes from Elizabeth who asked, what are your thoughts on the infrastructure bill in Congress? All righty infrastructure bill in Congress. So just so you know, I just take these questions as they come. So this question was early on. So I treat that one first. And the most recent question, it'll be treated last, right? Thank you, Elizabeth, question. So the infrastructure bill, right? It has moved from trillions of trillions of dollars, I think 3.2, and it's almost down to like 1.7 now, right? And the Republicans have chosen like, hey, we're just going to sit back and watch the Democrats hash this out, right? So you've got right now Democrats trying to figure out how much money to spend, uh, not just in this infrastructure bill, but according to Joe Biden, quote unquote, a transformative bill that'll be transformative for America in regards to new social programs that they also want to start. So what you've got happening right now within the Democratic Party in the House and in the Senate, right? You've got this, this tug of war that is happening between the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, and that would be like uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and Ilhan Omar, and others, right? That crew. And then you've got your more old school type Democrats, right? Who are like, yeah, I don't know about that. That's a lot of money, especially as we got an election year coming up. Hey, white chocolate mocha, extra mocha from Round Mountain Coffee. Awesome. So 
Now, in this bill, there's been things that's been mentioned, these bills that's been mentioned, and you're not hearing anything about the infrastructure bill. What you're hearing about is the wrangling about uh, universal pre-K, right? Uh, free college tuition, two-year universities. Uh, there's this whole thing about the IRS and looking at $600 or more, right, going into bank accounts. They say they're trying to target the wealthy, but why $600 if you're trying to target, like, the ultra-wealthy? I don't know, all right? Um, and there's other things, all right? So there's been, um, from West Virginia, Senator Joe Manchin, and then from Arizona, um, I forget her name. She got, like, chased in her bathroom where she teaches at Arizona State University. But here's the thing about what happened with that senator. So that female senator, she's a Democrat. And she got chased in the bathroom by a progressive Democrat, right? Like filming her going into the bathroom, like for real. So that's what's interesting about this whole thing. Like, so the Republicans have stepped back. They're going to sit back and watch the Democrats basically tear at each other. Right. So it's gone from this massive amount of money down to the smaller amount of money that they're negotiating. Right. The Democrat, the Republicans are kind of sitting back. But then also you're kind of seeing how Democrats within their party are like treating one another. Which is interesting. So, again, the question is, what is what is this about? You got this large pot of money that more than likely that money is going to be paid through taxes and also printing money. All right, let's be for real. Okay. Uh, Because here's the other things that are being talked about. One, they're trying to track down all of this money that is like not being paid by the ultra wealthy. They're not paying their fair share. So the case is being made that there's not enough money, right? The case is being made that, um, since there's not enough money to pay for these types of things, um, we're going to have to do these things to recoup this type of money. All right. So that kind of that's providing some of the rationale behind the whole IRS $600 thing. But we already know we didn't have enough money for all the COVID stuff that happened. Right. And then, you know, Joe Biden has famously come out in the last few months and said, that this infrastructure and this other bill is going to cost zero, which I don't understand because anything that costs something means you're going to have to pay for it. And you have to get that money from somewhere. Right. So um, they're, my, my opinion, okay, I don't think they're really concerned about infrastructure. What they're really concerned about is growing the size of government. Now, here's the reality. If you start any of these type of uh, entitlement type programs, once you get it started, there's no way that you're going to end it. Because anybody that comes after this is going to try to reduce the amount of money, right? It's going to be looked at as, oh, you hate the poor, or you're racist, or you're against women, so on and so forth, right? Even though it's financially not sustainable, and if it crashes, it's going to hurt those very people anyway, right? And it's going to be difficult 
to end any type of program like this, because as you get more and people, more and more people involved and signed up, woo, you, you're, you're running headlong into a very significant problem. And typically this is going to fall on the, the Republican side, right? And really that's what the pattern has been year after year after year. So more than likely, Something's going to get passed. I'd be shocked if something doesn't get passed, especially you have a Democratic president. You have the Democrats have the House and they have the Senate. Right. I'd be shocked if nothing passed. Right. And if something gets passed and there's entitlement programs in there, especially new ones, when the Republicans more than likely take the House next year, because traditionally that's what's going to happen. Right. Man, that y'all, them Republicans are gonna be like, see, you're against people's education, you're against pre-K and helping kids, so on and so forth. What did Admiral Akbar say in Return of the Jedi? It's a trap. It's a trap. So, hey Elizabeth, thank you for the question. You'll be getting a gift. All right, appreciate you very much. Hey, this is Ask Dr. Phil. If you got a question, send a question my way. You send a question my way. I read it live, especially today. I'm gonna give you a gift. If you show up today at Round Mountain Coffee, all right, ask me a question. I'll give you a gift between now and six o'clock. Seeking to be generous. Like I said, be loved, be kind, be generous. It's courageous. All right. So let's get to our next question. All right. Let me get here. Bring it up. Here we go. All right. I watched your video about Conway and the money they want to spend on art. Why are they not using that money to help people? Okay. So, if you live in Conway, do you remember the Christmas tree? All right. If you live in Conway, do you remember the Christmas tree? And the whole thing that happened with that, right? And I had to do some education about that. So, I live in Conway, Arkansas, all right? And specifically, um, there's a number of ways in which our city government has revenue coming in, right? So sales tax, right, is one way, okay? Another way revenue is coming in is that they apply for grants, state level, federal level, money comes in as well, all right? There's also this thing called what I affectionately called the hamburger tax, the fast food tax, the hotel tax, right? So when you come here and you buy something, right, some of this money goes to what is called the AMP commission, right? And they get the set aside amount of dollars. Then if you want as a business or whatever, you can apply to get those dollars to advertise, hopefully to bring people here to the city of Conway. So if you put on like a convention or something like that, or hold some type of conference, there's your opportunity to apply to the AMP commission. You know, it's like a grant almost you to answer a set of questions, the possibility to get some dollars to market, all that kind of stuff. So with the Christmas tree, all right, a set of dollars was applied for through the AMP commission to pay for that Christmas tree. Right now, here's the thing about those dollars. Those dollars are designated dollars, so they can only be used for that specific purpose. 
right? So a lot of people were asking, I remember this, and people were asking me, why can't they use that dollar to like help homeless people and, you know, poverty programs and things like that. And I learned that those dollars could not be used for those things, right? Nonprofits, churches, whatever, you need to raise the money on your own, okay? Put on fundraisers or you apply for grants, things like that, okay? You could not use those dollars for social services, if you will, all right? Now, with uh, Conway Arts, right? So they've got this master plan um, that is gone out and they want people, you can go on the Survey Monkey, and if you go to my videos, I talk about that, or you go to the Conway Arkansas web, uh, Facebook page, you can find the link, all right? I'm just putting the information out there to you, all right? And you can go and you can give your input regarding arts. Now, if I remember correctly, it's like $50,000 set aside um, for this. Now, this is not com- coming from sales tax money or anything like that. Be completely clear. Uh, again, it's like some A&P type money. It's like that type of fund, but it's designated specifically for arts, right? Now, the question becomes, well, what type of art do you want to see like in these roundabouts and things like that? Could be like Lego pieces, could be like big old boxes. I know the holidays are coming up and they're about to pull out, you know, those little ornament type things, right? So those dollars are specifically designated to that. Now, here's what I'll say. Let me speak to my 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 people, right? My Conway residents. If you want to see more things done, which requires funding, all right, resources to help individuals who are experiencing some type of difficulty, whether that is housing, whether that is food, whether that is health, things like that. The most immediate thing that you can do, right, is get your people together, your friends, family members, and be like, hey, I have this nagging, like, that bothers me, right? And I want to support that. I want to address that, excuse me, all right? And so you talk to those family members or friends and tell them what is nagging you and that you want to address it. The second thing you do is this. Before starting, like, an entity or some organization or and everything that goes behind that, find out what other groups are existing here in the city of Conway that are doing that particular thing to addressing that particular nagging thing that is bothering you, okay? Go to that organization, that entity or whatever, and ask, hey, how can I help volunteer? How can I help in terms of fundraising, right? How can I help increase your capacity to address this particular need? Okay. That is the the if you will the quickest way and I would make the argument the most meaningful way that you can go about addressing a particular difficulty that is impacting an individual or a group of individuals who are in a particular situation. Okay? Because 
the next thing you can do is this. All right. I'm going to take the animal shelter that's being discussed here at the county level. There is a group of people at some point in time in the past, right, who got together and were able to get on um, established in a county a voluntary tax, right? So that when you pay your property taxes to the man, right, every October, you can also choose voluntarily to put some dollars towards like the animal shelter, right? Now, that voluntary tax, all right, was specified for the building of an animal shelter, not the maintenance and operations, just the building of it. Last report, and I did this last week in my my uh, show, that they raised about $1.7 million from a voluntary tax. So another thing that you could do, if you are moved by the difficulties that are experienced by a particular individual or group of individuals that you could reach out to your justices of the justice of the peace and see about what is the process about getting a voluntary tax keyword voluntary i love that all day because there's some people like myself i have no dog in the hunt regarding like an animal shelter i just don't i don't have animals i'm not particularly favorable of animals anything like that nonetheless but other people are. And so that's their opportunity to support that. So all I'm saying is this. So if you're bothered by how the city is spending money, find out where that money is coming from and then what, how is it designated and how it's being spent, right? The second thing is this. If you're seeing something that's not being addressed because it looks like that the city prioritizes like aesthetic and things like that above human concerns, and that's typically, and that's what makes the news and gets the energy, then I would encourage you, have the courage, right, to step step up, be like, hey, this is bothering me. I'm going to find out there's any type of group that is addressing this thing, and I'm going to help increase their capacity. And I hope that's helpful. So thank you for that question. Hey, this is Ask Dr. Phil. If you got a question, hit me up. All right. We will be here till, what time is it? Six o'clock. We're at Round Mountain Coffee today. Join some Round Mountain white chocolate mocha, extra mocha. All right. Get my sip. I'm going to keep it going. All right. Next question. All right. What advice can you offer my son who wants to join the military? Ooh. Yes. I served in the United States Army active duty for seven years from August 16, 2000 to April 4, 2007. I was both an enlisted 92 Yankee and then I was combat arms officer, uh, tanks. I was platoon leader, served a host of different places. Great time. Learned a lot. Learned a lot. Different places. Fort Sill. Fort Lee, Fort Knox, Fort Benning, uh, Fort Irwin, Camp Gary Owen, uh, different places in Iraq. Um, Great time, like great time. Developed a lot of significant friendships and shared experiences that um, are very unique to 
military life. During that time, I had we had one kid prior to going to the military. We had two in the military. All right. Uh, I spent a lot of time away from home. Okay. Uh, so if you're your son that is considering uh, military life, I think at an early age, not having any uh, what they would call dependence is a prime time for him to uh, raise his right hand, you know, to serve his country. Defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, you know, foreign and domestic. Yes. Um, I think it's an opportunity for him to learn things like loyalty and duty and respect and self-service and honor and integrity and personal responsibility, perseverance, how to confront very difficult situations, how to learn how to make decisions under very stressful situations. And that heightens depending on the type of military occupational specialty that he would go into. Now I'm speaking from the perspective of the army. All right. I think uh, other things that he would learn if he is someone who is kind of disorganized and that kind of thing, he'll learn to organize his life, organize his, his drawer, right? He will learn how to uh, learn what it is to depend on other people and have those individuals depend on him as well. One of these things I like to talk about is you'll get to know what the person to your left and your right to your front and your rear is doing and how you relate, how your job, late those individuals or those particular units. It's also an opportunity. Here's the other thing. You get to like blow up stuff. Like, <laughs> like I shot tanks. All right. And, you know, got to uh, do combined arms exercises with A-10s and Bradley's and infantry units and, you know, had the privilege to shoot big bullets, right? Amazing, awesome things. There are things that happen in the military that are awesome. And um, I understand just like in any other entity, you have your good and you have your bad, right? But overall, the military offered something that I found when we left that was like significantly lacking, like in the church, having a mission, being clear on that mission. All of us headed in the same direction, right? In the midst of executing that mission, holding one another accountable, having opportunities to celebrate the successes in that mission, but also having the opportunities to, to mourn and grieve when we lost somebody and I lo- and and I served with individuals whom I trained with and had great times with especially in Iraq who did not come back but it's also an opportunity for you for him to discover 
who he is and who she is in those situations. Does it come with trade-offs? It does. It certainly does. Because that mission becomes first, and when the call goes up, you got to go. So as a young individual who has no dependents, uh, who is single, I believe it's a grand opportunity. If you're going into it already um, with a loved one or with children, you're giving up. You're giving up a lot. There's a lot of trade-offs. And um, take those things into consideration. So that's a great question. Again, this is Ask Dr. Phil. We're just taking questions. We have to move a little bit because the sun just started to move on me. All right. So I'm sitting looking into West Conway. and You ever watch the sunset? It's kind of beautiful. It could be brutal at the same time. Hey, let's keep it going. All right. I'll get through these questions and then we'll get to the questions that were sent on uh, on this feed. So I appreciate those. I saw two that came up. All right. So as a comic book fan, what are your thoughts on the negative reviews of Eternals? Eric. Woo, Eternals. So Eternals is coming out this coming week, Friday. Right. This is, I would say, like the the Shang-Chi Maybe it was like the launch. Saying to you, was like the prologue to phase four. This is like the, let's get phase four going, right? This is coming out of all the Disney Plus stuff. The Disney Plus stuff is coming out of um, Endgame, right? And unless you've been living under the rock, you understand Endgame ended with the Avengers. All, all the heroes from all the, MCU movies coming together to defeat Thanos uh, resulted in the death of Tony Stark, the death of Natasha Romanoff, um, the presence of old man Steve. Is he alive or dead? We don't know. Right. Uh, The only uh, Thor leaving uh, to join with the as guardians of the galaxy. Um, Professor Hulk is still there. On Earth, and we saw him with uh, Shang Chi in that post-credit scene, and then Hawkeye. His show is coming out uh, Thanksgiving week, right? So we get to see uh, how he's living in the other side of Endgame. All right, all that to say, so Eternals is coming now. Eternals, created by Jack Kirby, all right, are the, if you will, the equivalent to they're like the mythology. Of the of Marvel, right? So if you think of uh, Hercules and Zeus and Hera and, and all of them, right? Like that type of mythology. These are the gods, right? And they're the Eternals, and they're fighting the Deviants. Now, quick fact: Thanos is an Eternal and a Deviant, right? He's like half and half, right? So you know, in the trailers, it was asked like, why didn't you know, y'all fight against Thanos and, you know, they have these reasons why they did not interfere. Right. But all I have to say, so, you know, the, the cool people got to see an early showing of Eternals and the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the score has not been good. Now, people are saying that the reason the score is not good is because of a lot of the switching that has happened. Now, let me be quite clear. 
I think it is lazy. I think it is disrespectful for writers to go and dishonor the actual existing literature regarding comic books or anything. So they've done gender swaps. They've done sexuality type swaps and other kind of thing. I think you have to honor source material. So if there's no mention in the source material about an eternal being uh, gay, then you shouldn't do it in the MC in the movies. You shouldn't create a whole new character. Just create a whole new character, right? If in the source material, it is a male, then you don't swap out that hero, have have the same name, but make it a female. No, honor the source material. Just make a new hero. That's kind of my issue with what they've done with Jonathan Kent, what they've done with uh, Jonathan Kent, Superboy. He is Clark Kent and Lois Lane's son in the DC Universe. Or Tim Drake. Uh, he is the third Robin. All right. But with Eternals, so people are saying these negative reviews are because, you know, it's exposing the toxic individuals. Or is it just possibly, it's not just as good, isn't just not a good movie? Could it just be that? Could it just be that? So you, we would avoid the accusations of, you know, people not liking it because um, they're just being toxic or they're being fill-in-the-blank phobic or anything like that. If you just honor the source material and produce the movie, the movie would stand on its own. That's it. But nonetheless, I'm going to go see it this week. You know, you know I'm going to be there, and then I'm going to give my thoughts on it. I'm going to give my honest thoughts on it, uh, even with the changes, Okay. Um, you know, now this is opening up since they're opening up the Eternals that opens up a whole new world, I believe, regarding Galactus, you know, Silver Surfer, Star Fox. Uh, it can help continue on Guardians of the Galaxy and what's going on with there and Captain Marvel or the Marvels, which is going to be. Um, so we'll see. We shall see. I am kind of excited. One of my favorite characters as a kid growing up in the comic books was uh, the Black Knight. And uh, he's going to be played by Kit Harington, who was Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. But what I understand is you're not going to see, you know, the Black Knight and all that in Eternal. So I am excited that uh, he's in this movie. Um, he was an Avenger in the early um the late 80s, okay? Again, showing my comic book nerdness and all that kind of good stuff. So, we shall see. All right? I got it. Critics are always going to be there. Uh, typically, if it's a negative critique, I like it better. Okay? So, we shall see. So, thanks for the question. All righty. Let's get to our on-site questions, Okay? And we got our last 35, 25 minutes, so we got good time here. Again, if you got a question, post. If you want somebody, you know, that probably wants to ask a question, hey, tag them in this. 
I love to uh, answer their questions. I'm interacting today and I'm being generous today, giving away gifts. So, Paul, you're going to get a gift. Nicole, you got a gift. Uh, Martha, well, that was a statement. But if you got a question, Martha, ask a question. Yeah. So here we go. Paul, what is the one thing that you believe is the biggest departure from biblical marriage and American marriage? Mm. Mm. What is the one thing that I believe is the biggest departure? Uh, it's probably the diminishment of the importance of marriage, period. And that is really, it seems as if it's moved from relationship to contractual to something that makes me feel good. If it doesn't make me feel good, then I can just peace out and go find pleasure in something else. And I say something else. It doesn't have to be someone else. It can simply be something else. So I think that's the biggest departure. I think as well, um, you know, obviously not everybody holds to a Christian worldview of marriage. All right. And you can go look at some other religions. They have sometimes I think some harder stances on marriage. All right. But even there in particular religions, there are some nuances as well. Um, you know, American culture overall uh, has a significant impact on religious life. And I don't care what religious life it is, whether it's Christianity, Judaism, Islam, any of the other ones. There's such a inter, we don't want to admit it, but there is such a intermarriage between religious life and American life, all right, that it's the religious life that actually suffers. Is that by design? I don't know. Does it have to do with this, one of these bedrock principles about freedom? Possibly. Is it the possibility because, you know, the state does not put its like stamp on this is the religious belief that is to be practiced and affirmed by all citizens. That's possible. It's possible. So I think it's the move from it's a relationship to contractual to it's just something I can be involved with. And if I don't like it, then I'm out. Then I'm just out. So thanks for the question, Paul. I'll be hitting you up for your gift. All right. Nicole asks, are you concerned about the direction of our nation now? Hmm. Yes. No. Yes, I am. So I have long maintained going back to President Obama's second term and looking out the voting pattern of the nation, I asked myself, why can't our nation just split up into five or six nations? Because 
back then I was seeing like you got blues along the coasts, you got more red in the middle and down near the south, right? It's kind of in the Midwest, upper Midwest, all right? And so why not move towards like, you know, Africa is a continent of 50 some odd countries. You know, Europe is made up these multiple countries. And I was saying that back during President Barack Obama's starting of his second term. Fast forward, you had the advent of President Donald Trump. Woo! It became even more clear. And then with the election of President Joe Biden, whoo, it's even more clear, right? What I would hope to avoid, and I'm thinking long-term for my grandchildren, right? I would prefer a peaceful divorce than what could possibly be the alternative. So that's my first concern. My second concern is our treatment of one another. More specifically, this zeal for ideological purity. And that if you do not hold this particular ideology or you do not hold to this particular practice, then you are to be cut off from your livelihood, meaning your employment, all right? You could be cut off from your family. You could be simply just cut off from participating in society. And we're seeing that. And no more has that become more evident than what has happened with two specific things. One, what would happen in the summer of 2020 with Uh, the death of George Floyd and this whole advent of, and I'm coming here, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and what all that entails, and critical race theory, the academic, and the praxis that that is manifesting not only in universities, but also in K through 12, but then also in nonprofits and for profits, for profit businesses. And that it is has painted individuals that if they have a particular ethnic, excuse me, phenotypic characteristic, namely white, they're immediately held guilty. But then also that it has made those who do not have the phenotypic characteristic of whiteness, all right, those who are non-white as in this perpetual state of victimhood. And I'm no victim. No white man is keeping me down. And I look at you sideways if you call me a minority, if you say that the white man is inhibiting me in any way from doing what I is that I want to do. So, So there's that. The second thing, the ideological purity is what has happened in terms of the whole COVID situation and how the goalpost keeps moving and how people are treating one another, whether they're masked or unmasked, vaccinated, unvaccinated, all right? How businesses are treating employees whom they once celebrated at one particular time. Now they've given this demand that if they don't, then 
you got to go. And this is setting up a situation where it continually divides us negatively. And at the same time, there are individuals who are benefiting from it politically and economically. And and it remisses me that it is also influenced church behavior, religious thought, and then more importantly, how it is manifested in families. So am I concerned about the direction of our nation? Yes, I am. I think what we need is actually more individuals to be courageous, to stand up and to speak their mind. I think it's important for more individuals to stand up and say, hey, you know what? You're right. I don't belong here. I'm going to go start my own thing. I think it's important for individuals who determine to leave on their terms, whatever that is, to then find other like-minded individuals and say, hey, Let's start this business or this or this or this, and let's provide an alternative. And let's do it courageously. Let's do it bravely. Let's do it creatively. And let's do it in such a way that it offers individuals an alternative. I think one of the way, one of the reasons we've arrived at this particular spot is because we have found ourselves in a state where we have a lot of individuals who have prioritized the short-term benefit, all right, instead of looking at the long-term possibilities. And the long-term possibilities actually come with more difficulty, They do. It's going to require more discipline and more courage. But then also people are looking at, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to give up something that I've spent five, ten years studying for. And I'm completely sympathetic to that. I don't want to uh, not be excluded from a particular family gathering, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up or whatever your Christmas or whatever your religious holiday that you're celebrating at this time of the year. And I understand that. But those are short-term things that in the long term, if more, if more people continue to acquiesce to the group, if, they can, if we continue to acquiesce to and to simply conform, we're going to look up one day And something worse is going to come about. And at that point, it's going to be too late. So those are my concerns. Great question. Uh, Martha asks, how do you suggest we get the church back to the main mission as opposed to the splintered method we have now? Oh, that's interesting, Martha. Well, I'll tell you honestly, and I'm not a Protestant. uh, You have to owe the splintered method to the guy that we're cel- that Protestants are celebrating today, all right? So when Martin Luther went and nailed his 95 Thesis 
you know, um, essentially a, a declaration, if you will, of independence against the, the Catholic Church and the Pope, right? And I got it. They had their issues, right? And he nailed his 95 thesis on the Wittenberg door, right? This, what you talk about, the splintered method, that's when it like, that's, there it is, right? Instead of, 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 if you will, submitting to the vicar of Christ, the Pope, right? Now I could make, I could make the argument now today, well, specifically in America, we have many popes running all over the place, senior pastor, right? The pastor, lead elder, so on and so forth, right? So one, it is a recognition, and that's, I think this is where it's going to be helpful for both those who are Catholic and those who are Protestant. It is the annunciation of the creed. And, and I've gone through that whole thing before. I'm talking about the Nicene Creed, right? And enunciating that every time you gather. And that is what unites. I don't care whether you're Protestant and all that's underneath that, or you're Catholic and what's all underneath that. That unites us. That creed about who the Father is, who the Son is, who the Holy Spirit is, and what the church is to look forward to. Next, the church, the left, the church on the left, right? So I'm talking like the Episcopal church, uh, the Methodist church. Those churches that tend toward the left, right? They need to walk away from politics. So if you're a church that tends toward the left, you need to walk away from Bernie Sanders, AOC, all of that kind of stuff. All of those individuals. Walk away from them. Don't allow them to speak in your churches. Nothing like that. All right? And the same thing I say to those who are on the right. You need to walk away from all them individuals, politicians that want to come speak in your church as well. Who vote typically Republican. You know, the pro-life type politicians if they're going to come speak if they're going to come speak in their church the reason they come and speak in their, your church is they about to open that book and read thus saith the lord not thus saith the political platform of the republican or democrat or libertarian or democratic socialist of america or tea party or maga no thus saith the lord i think every church needs to take down every United States of American flag out of the church building, the building. That's where we can get started, right? And then let me get a little bit more deeper, all right? Every church, whether the left or the right, because the left and the right both suffer from this. How you take dollars and you build these grand buildings, And then you turn around and say, why can't we help the poor or the homeless or feed people? Well, how about you sell the building, take the profits from that building and go help those individuals? And I'm saying that to churches on the left and the right, because both of them suffer from that. 
take those offerings and use those offerings to help people who are in need. Reduce your staffs of your churches. Have those individuals, those men and women, go back and get a regular job, right? And go from there. And guess what? You have more money again to do the work of the church. (sighs) So, Martha, I hope that helps. I've offered a few suggestions, but there are suggestions that upset the apple cart. But here's the thing, though. This is the this is the crazy thing, right? Here's the irony. And I'm and I'm speaking to my Protestant churches, right? You celebrate today a man who put it all on the line. He said, unless he can be convinced by scripture, right? <laughs> he can do it. There he stands, right? He stood on the scripture. He was convinced and was ready to lose it all for what he believed. So if this is the man that you're celebrating today, and he was willing to walk away for, from all of his comfort, and his standing, okay? When will the church in America do the exact same thing? And I'm speaking to the Protestant right now because you're you're putting up this man. I put him up at one time. I was a Protestant at one time, all right? So if you're going to celebrate this man for doing that, and it was ripple effects across Western Europe, and then eventually into America and across the world, right? Is the church in America, what is it, what's going to be its, if you will, reformation moment? What's going to be its 95 thesis moment? Will it be no politician is ever going to come in and give a political speech ever again in our churches? That could be a reformation moment. We're going to sell all our buildings. That could be a reformation moment. Take down every American flag out of our facilities. That could be a reformation moment. I don't know. I don't stand in judgment. Just asking questions. And I won't because I am no one to judge the Lord's servant. So, hey, that has been coming at the end of this. This the light is hitting. Oh, that light is beautiful. Damn. It's a picture. Anyways, so thank you for joining me today for Ask Dr. Phil. Thank you for all the great questions. Martha, please inbox me so I can make sure to get you a gift. All right. Paul as well, so I can deliver deliver it to you personally. And all those that sent in questions as well, be getting your gifts to you. So. Hey, as always, remember, comedy show coming up Wednesday, November 10th, 2021. You can purchase tickets at university, uca.universitytickets.com. Love to see you there. All proceeds are going towards our Hope Village project. And it's your opportunity to support a great 
event. All right. Hey, you want to join me and support me on Patreon? All right. Just look up Philip Fletcher, Manny Matters. Appreciate the support. All right. A lot of great content coming out over there. All right. And catch me on any of the social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, on the websites. Greatly appreciate it. Some changes are coming over on that website. So I'm excited about that. The changes that are coming up uh, moving forward in what I am doing. So be looking forward to that. Hey, when you go to my website, you'll see a box that um, comes up. And put your name and address in there. You'll be able to keep up with all the, the good stuff. All right. So as always, remember to be loved, to be kind, and to be generous, and to be courageous. And if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. Y'all take care. God bless. Hey, if you found something of value, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Find us on Facebook at Dr. Philip Fletcher. Find us on Twitter at Philip Fletcher. And as always, visit us on the website, philipfletcher.org.